Available at farmnewsnow.com or wherever you find your favorite podcast. Agriculture through a modern lens. This is the AgriPod with Alice McFarland. On this episode, wild pigs are an invasive species that damage crops and the environment. As well, they are at high risk for the spread of disease. That's why the governments of Canada and Manitoba, in collaboration with Manitoba's agriculture sector, launched the Squeal on Pigs campaign to inform the public about the damage caused by wild pigs and what to watch for in order to report sightings. The coordinator of Squeal on Pigs, Dr. Wayne Lee, says the response from the public so far has been exceptional. Farmers are being advised to make sure their agricultural insurance is up to date. Farm equipment and outbuildings have been appreciating in value recently, and replacing them in the event of a loss could become costly for those that don't have proper insurance. Blair McClinton is the farm segment director for SGI Canada, and he'll talk about the importance of reviewing those insurance policies. After the break, Wayne Lees. Digging into the topics that matter to you. The AgriPod with Alice McFarlane. Dr. Wayne Lees is the Squeal on Pigs Manitoba Coordinator. Uh, The program is a way to inform the public about the damage caused by wild pigs and what to watch for and how to report sightings. So, Wayne, first of all, talk to us about why this was initiated. Uh, Squeal on Pigs is a project to eliminate uh, wild pigs from the landscape in Manitoba. Uh, These are an invasive species uh, that don't belong here, and they've caused a lot of damage, uh, not just to crops, uh, but also to the environment. And and they also pose a a risk for potential disease should should we be uh, inundated with uh, a disease such as a foreign animal disease. So who would you say your target audience is right now, and who do you want to be involved in this? Well, the campaign is a partnership of uh, uh, federal agencies and provincial agencies and producer agencies. So uh, our partners right now, our major stakeholders, are are Parks Canada, uh, Manitoba Agriculture, and Manitoba Natural Resources. And the project is is run through Manitoba Port Council. We've had really good response from the public. Uh, we've had uh, a campaign that has been reaching out uh, through uh, electronic media, through uh, print media, uh, and through distribution, through uh, fairs and exhibitions of brochures and uh, uh, information to try to alert the public as to uh, the dangers of wild pigs in Manitoba and also the, uh, the ways that they can participate in the project by uh, reporting sightings of wild pigs, which is a key component of uh, our, our campaign. Uh, with uh, the work that you have done and reported sightings, what do we know now about the number of and location of these wild boars? So uh, last year, in 2022, we had 127 sightings reported to us through the Squeal on Pigs campaign. And uh, as a result of uh, efforts, we removed 122 pigs 
through either trapping or that were shot. Um, we conducted close to two dozen media interviews uh, to alert the public about this, and we've had lots of uh, sightings uh, that people have reported, um, especially in the areas around the Spruce Woods area, but more particularly, I think the thing that I've learned the most is that the sightings are a little bit more widespread than we first anticipated, and they go further north and uh, further east than what we had first uh, thought of. What types of signs should people be looking for and where? And are there any specific times of day or seasons that these wild pigs might be more active? Uh, People may or may not actually see the pigs. Uh, Wild pigs tend to be fairly nocturnal and, and fairly elusive, but we have had pictures submitted to us of pigs that people have seen. Um, the signs that most people would see would be crop damage. Uh, these wild pigs really like to get into corn crops, and so they'll do a lot of damage um, by knocking down corn and half-eating corn, that sort of thing. They can also do damage to store grain or uh, stored crops if it's especially if it's not in uh, damage proof containers um, the other thing that people may notice is in uh, pastures uh, quite often it'll look like a rototiller went through the pasture and this normally occurs at the edge of the pasture where the pasture meets bush and that sort of thing so there are a number of different signs that people can see uh, they could visit our, our website, and uh, we actually have some pretty good pictures of what people can look for. We've adopted a number of different tra- uh, strategies in order to, first of all, find out where the pigs are, and then um, once we find out where the pigs are, uh, then we go through a, a process of trying to um, set up cell cameras, a baiting station, and then finally a trap. And the the trapping strategy seems to be the most effective for us. It seems like um, we can, if we set up the trap in the area where the pigs are and can attract them with bait, um, that seems to work the best. Wayne, maybe just explain for us why wild pigs have become such an important issue in Canada and elsewhere. Well, I think there's a number of reasons for that. Uh, Aside from just the environmental damage that they cause, uh, I think people are recognizing that uh, they could pose a threat of disease should disease ever be introduced into this country. And the disease that's really driving the attention right now is the threat of African swine fever. But uh, wild pigs could carry other diseases on their own as well. So um, with increased concern about biosecurity, uh, I think wild pigs uh, have risen to uh, a little bit more of an attention-worthy topic among most people in agriculture and actually in, in the public's mind as well. Um, there have been reports uh, about these so-called super pigs, Um, These are really just wild pigs uh, that are no different than the the animals that we're trying to to capture now. 
I think the uh, the media attention, though, has raised the profile of of the wild pig issue generally across the prairies. And Wayne, how can we squeal on pigs? Well, our website is the best way to report a sighting. And uh, through our website, which is www.squealonpigsmb.org. Uh, on that website, we have a, a place where people can report a sighting and uh, give us the details of what they saw. They can also report uh, through our toll-free number, which is one eight three three spot pig uh, Either one of those ways, we check those, those uh, uh, websites and the toll-free number, and then we'll get back to folks and get more information once they give us a report. I think the thing that I would add is that um, our goal really is to eradicate uh, wild pigs from Manitoba. They're an invasive species uh, that don't belong here. And so through a concerted effort and through uh, partnerships that we've, we've made with uh, other agencies through public collaboration, uh, I think we'll get to that goal, but it'll take some time. Dr. Wayne Lees is the coordinator of the Squeal on Pigs program in Manitoba. After the break, Blair McClinton with SGI Canada shares why it's important to make sure those farm and ag insurance policies are up to date. Digging into the topics that matter to you. The AgriPod with Alice McFarland. Blair McClinton is with SGI Canada, and we're going to talk about the importance of reviewing insurance policies on the farm. So, Blair, first of all, I think it's important to note that these reviews can happen at uh, any time of the year. Well, we could see farmers farmers insuring property at almost any time of year, but it's not unusual for for farms to have bought new equipment, uh, you know, whether it's new or used, you know, over uh, over the winter months and and having it delivered in in spring, uh, so there there's uh, there's lots of changes happening on farms, and they happen uh, throughout the year. Okay, Blair. So, what are the first steps uh, to make uh, to be sure the outbuildings and equipment are properly valued? Every year, you know, a farmer should have have a meeting with their broker uh, and and go over everything that's on their policy and checking to see if the limits are uh, are correct for for buildings or machinery that are on the on the policy. And and in the last uh, and it's Last few years, it's become even more more important to uh, to, to check this because, as everyone's probably aware, there we've had issues with inflation over the last few years, much higher than than in pa- in past years, and certain things like uh, steel, particularly, has gone up in price uh, even higher than the average rate of inflation. So you know whether it's machinery or uh, grain bins or steel buildings, they've all gone up much higher than, than the average rate of inflation. Uh, but everything uh, on a policy should be looked at for its, for its values on a, on, a regular, on a regular basis. 
So I guess there's a number of factors behind why the cost of machinery and outbuildings are going up. Well, there's a number of things that can drive what happens in the markets. Uh, supply chain issues have certainly been there uh, over the last uh, couple of years. Uh, and, you know, I think they're maybe improving uh, somewhat, but I don't know that they're entirely cleared up. Uh, so we can see, you know, used equipment uh, uh, appreciating in value. And so that, that's another thing reason why you need to really look at what is the value of that particular equipment. Like even if it's a a 10-year-old piece of machinery, you might need to go check with the dealer. What is is a uh, 2013 uh, John Deere tractor, you know, worth now? You know, what would it, what would it's, what would it's retail price be for? And then take that in and and use that, you know, and have that discussion with your broker to ensure that, you know, you've got the right value in place for your, uh, for your uh, machinery. Or, or, and, and you can do the same thing with, with buildings. You, if you've got green bins on your farm and you, and you go to the local retail outlet that sells, sells bins and you check with them, what is, what is a 10,000 bushel hopper bottom West Steel bin worth? And get a price for that. And then, See how that compares with the prices showing on your on your uh, policy. But those that type of information you can take in, and you can you can talk to your broker. He can tell you what types of coverage that you have on your policy and what your coverage options are. And they may even tell you talk to you about some things that maybe some gaps in your coverage that things that you maybe weren't thinking of insuring. Like sometimes a lot of farms don't insure their livestock and. They have a, and that's the main value on their farmers, their livestock. So there sometimes are gaps that uh, the brokers can help farmers uh, work through and help them make decisions about what to insure or, or, or not if the, if the farmer decides to, to not insure something. So the key message is it's never too late to get your insurance policy upgraded? Have a good meeting with your broker at least at, at, when you're renewing your policy. And Anytime you make a change, like anytime you have new, you add or machinery or get rid of machinery or, or buildings, anytime you have a change, you should, uh, you should be talking to your broker to make sure your policy is updated. And Blair, any final thoughts? The number one thing that uh, we want to tell our customers is make sure you meet and discuss your particular situation with your broker on a regular basis and make sure you and work to with them to ensure that your policy is kept up to date. Blair McClinton is the farm segment director for SGI Canada. Here are the top agriculture stories for the week of May 1st, 2023. Over 120,000 PSAC members reached a tentative deal, including Agriculture and Agri-Food Canada staff and Canadian Grain Commission employees. Those workers returned to the job ending a 12-day strike after a tentative deal was reached. That deal includes a wage increase, a lump sum pensionable payment. Members of the union who work for the Canada Revenue Agency agency were still on strike. Wages were the key issue, and the tentative deal landed a 12.6% increase covering the period from 2021 to 24. Once-in-a-lifetime lump sum payment is also factored in, 
and other key sticking points was remote work. Canada has regained market access to Guatemala for Canada's pork, beef and poultry products. Guatemala had closed access to its market for Canadian meat products in December 2013 due to new requirements to inspect facilities in Canada for approval of exports. As part of the market access, Canadian exports of beef, pork and poultry meat products produced on or after April 17th are now eligible to be exported to that country. 27 Ontario producer groups have asked for the removal of an existing fertilizer tariff. The 35% tariff currently is levied on Russian-sourced fertilizer. In a letter, the group outlined the unintended consequences to the fertilizer tariff, including increased production costs for food and food ingredients. The tariff disproportionately cost Ontario farmers the most. The group also points out that Russian-sourced fertilizer is still moving, only now it's routed through more costly shipping channels. Canada is the only G7 country to have such a tariff at this time. CN Rail is teaming up with two other railways to offer the Canada-U.S.-Mexico intermodal service. CN Rail, Union Pacific Railroad and GMXT are working collaboratively under what they're calling Falcon Premium Intermodal Service with rail connections to Chicago. Falcon says the service will directly benefit intermodal customers shipping food, automotive parts, home appliances and temperature control products, just to name a few. The move comes just six weeks after the merger of CP Rail and Kansas City Southern was approved by U.S. regulators. A farmer from Alberta is the new president of the Prairie Oak Growers Association. Brad Betger is a fourth-generation farmer in the Toefield-Riley area. POGA is a producer-led organization representing oat producers from Alberta, Saskatchewan and Manitoba. Canada is the largest exporter of oats in the world and POGA represents about 90% of those growers. There is an updated list of products farmers should ask grain buyers about before spraying in their crop this year. The Keep It Clean initiative is a joint effort by the Canola Council of Canada, Cereals Canada, Pulse Canada and the Prairie Oak Growers Association, informing growers and agronomists about the potential market risks associated with certain active ingredients in specific crops. The advisory gives growers the information they need to ensure they're growing market-ready crops. The Pest Management Regulatory Agency's updated label for Lambda Cyhalothrin insecticide also came into force. The change means crops, including grain, screenings and other byproducts that are treated with a Lambda product like Matador or Silencer cannot be used for livestock feed. If you like what you've heard, you can rate and review wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to tell your friends and subscribe to AgriPod with Alice McFarland for more weekly episodes. The AgriPod is produced by Colby Heiss with host and CJVR Agriculture Director Alice McFarland and is a division of the Jim Patterson Broadcast Group. Available wherever you find your favorite podcast and at farmnewsnow.com.